Jamar Chase kicking my opponent in the face. Ow! Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Jamar Chase had a pretty good pretty good game this weekend. I I, I saw Misfit Fantasy Football. Jamar Chase's Jamar Chase went off. It was like what eight catches, two oh four, and two touchdowns. Oh, listen, eight for two oh one, one touchdown. Oh, Shangla. Feel the spirit load. <laughs> 30 fantasy points in a half PPR league. Give it to me. So do you you want to hear how many I scored in Stranger Danger? Let me let me tell you my lineup. Let me tell you my lineup against Ben Boy. I'll, I'm just gonna shoot a sh- I'm just going to shoot a shot. Not even going to look. Oh, okay. You wanted me to go? I don't know what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to go. I was just going to guess. Um, uh, I have Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Gibson, Melvin Gordon, uh, Kenny Galladay, Sammy Watkins, (laughs) Ricky Seals-Jones, McKissick, (laughs) Donovan People-Jones, and the Panthers' defense. (laughs) Gross. I'm going to give you 72 points. You're, you're being quite kind. I got 66.2. Ugh. And that's Ugh. with uh, my top two wide receivers being out on top of eight so you're people telling me, <laughs> So you're telling me two of Jamar Chases would have almost beat you. Yep. Yep. No, that's exactly I'm what s- would have happened. I'm so roughly. sorry. I, uh, so I'm I officially that. two and five. Uh, this boy is getting ready to pack up his bags for the season and going into full rebuild mode. Tear this sucker down. Or as Reagan would say, tear that wall down. So I'm getting ready to tear down the fantasy wall. Uh, I may be I mean, open for business soon. And uh, to loosely uh, quote graphics. Skyrim. Yeah, to loosely quote Skyrim. Khajiit has wares. I have stuff. I mean, we can. Anyways, because we already did. We, we did have this conversation. Yep. On Sunday, mm-hmm. leading up to the games, because Latavius Murray decided to be out from an ankle injury. Yep. And by Apocalypse, I was like, all right, I'm Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler. Who needs you? Go on by. Got Latavius freaking Murray rolling in here. Then he's just like, you know what? <clears throat> Can't do it. Ankle. Nope, I'm out. So that sent me through a tizzy. I literally sent you and three other people a trade request. And, of course, I was just assaulting you with texts like, you have three running backs that I want, and you have space. Let's make a deal. And, you know, this was like the first weekend my wife has had off. She she had her final for her first round of clinicals on Saturday. So I'm trying to have, you know, me and her time. And my phone is buzzing. Nope. She's like, what is going yep. on? And I'm like, uh, it's priorities. Time. That's what's going on. <laughs> priorities. You know, she's a big, scary movie fan. And, and to uh, say some of these trades were uh, spooky um is a <laughs> little bit of an understatement just saying i i, I have uh, some other um analogies that i will drop throughout the uh the pod but i wanted to say uh thank you hello welcome everybody welcome to episode 48 uh, i'm your co-host taylor reeves alongside my other co-host here aka the commissioner jacob dupree captain of the jamar chase jamar chases <laughs> yep um i'm shocked i don't see a jamar chase jersey in the background they're probably sold out by now i mean i looked at them more. I looked at him on Pristine Auction, which is not a sponsor, but should be. And I was trying to get a Jamar Chase one to hang right there, just so yeah. every time he does something good, I just lean to my right, yep. point at the wall, and there's just Jamar Chase. Or you get a Jamar Chase fathead, just like thumbs up, just like lean <laughs> over. Like, what's your opinion, Jamar? Thank you. Uh, 
but hey, uh, so the number one ranked Cincinnati Bengals, uh, yes, and, and number two Las Vegas Raiders. Everyone totally had that in in their matchup. Yeah, we all saw that year. coming. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go back to preseason. We totally called all that. Yeah, totes my goats. But imagine a and I'm I'm gonna play into the uh, the Cowboys vibe. Let's say they, they break some curses since Cincinnati's doing it too. Uh, how cool would it be a Joe Burrow Bengals offense against a uh, Trey Diggs uh, Cowboys defense? That that would be fun in the Super Bowl. I feel like that would be, be interesting. That, yeah. But Back you understand that. Burrow. I mean, you understand that there's a certain run, a wide receiver on the Bengals who put up 201 yards on, uh, you know, the Baltimore Ravens top corner, Marlon Humphrey, who's never allowed more than 134 yards, who just – Hung 201 on him that Trayvon Diggs would look like, you know. I told you, guy. The dude is special. Jamar Chase is a special dude. I will keep pounding the table. (laughs) You don't have to pound the table anymore, bro. I'm right there with you. Cause like (laughs) something that we should, like everybody should have thought about beforehand, it's like, you know, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he was great coming out of like, you know, last year with the Vikings. He was amazing. Whatever. We'll just completely ignore the other guy who was significantly (laughs) better with him on the same team coming out of college like no wait there's no white stripes on the ball so he's gonna have issues he's gonna suck he he just loves trolling people and and, and that's the thing At a minimum if, which by the way if you if you've just joined the podcast go check our back catalog it's uh it's interesting to see our growth process as a uh, producing group but also growth, at the same time quotes. yeah I mean, we've been talking about Jamar Chase <laughs> since April. I've been pounding the table since May being like, this is a special dude. He's going to shock some people because I was like, did you see what Justin Jefferson did in the league? And this guy is better it's than true. Justin Jefferson. That's not a knock on Justin Jefferson. It's a true factual statement. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see what happens w- with this group. But yeah, let's get into the uh, the couple of different trades here. Let's start with the, uh, which included <laughs> me. Uh, and a couple of them. Um, and, and me. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to start with the Empire one, or do you want to start with the uh, the OG League? Yeah, we can go with the Empire. We can go with the Empire. All right, so the other day, or last night, Dayton was like, hey, I need I need the New Orleans Saints defense. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting it, you know? And he's like, well, I forgot that my team was on by, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm starting them. And he's like, well, your team's not going to win anyways. I want them. And I'm like... Right. Well, I want to, I want to trade. Like if you, if you want them, you know, prove it to me and we're able to work out a pretty nice deal. I feel like it's good for both. Um, I got Keenan Allen and case Keenum and he got Teddy Bridgewater, the saints defense to be able to start tonight to try to pursue that second victory that he wants. The elusive um, number two. Yeah. To get back in that hunt. Cause right now it's a, uh, I think it's like a one, one, um, game and a half behind from that six playoff spot right now. Um, it's like three games or four possibly either way to stay in the hunt for the playoffs uh and then eight dollars in fab and kelton's like why did you settle on eight i don't know that was what was offered to me and time was getting crunched and i was a great number hungry for dinner and i was like i i want keenan allen you want my defense let's make this happen like if you want it that bad let's let's go exactly i mean obviously i think you dominated the trade because you got keenan allen i mean because Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints defense and eight bucks of fab. I mean, like all of those are very droppable at some point. You're never going to drop Keenan Allen unless he gets injured. So, I mean, yep. you win. Dayton hopefully gets a second victory tonight. We will see what happens. Because like you said, 
If he gets two and five, I mean, he's not completely out of the playoff race just yet. I mean, I've seen crazier things happen. I've literally yep. seen an 0 and 17 yep. rattle off eight straight victory, no, seven straight victories, made it into the playoffs as a seven and seven team, and then won the next three games to win the championship. And it wasn't even close. So, I mean, yeah. That's a shout out to those of you like in non dynasty leagues. If you're still like, if you're 0 and 6, 0 and 7, yep. give it one more week. Because all it takes is one. Yep. And you, you got to hang on. And that's, I needed to fill that Allen Robinson hole that's, that's been burrowing into me um, for like eight weeks now. And I was like, okay, that's painful. All right. Now I have Keenan Allen. I got Stefan Diggs. If him and Josh Allen get things right, you know, before the bye week it was looking good. So uh, I got, I got some, I got some hope, which is a very deadly thing. <laughs> You got some motion in that ocean. And speaking of motion and oceans, Kelton tends to like to rock the boat whenever it comes to trades. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he acquired Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, and Demetric Felton. Why in the crap he got Demetric Felton? And he gave up Henry Ruggs in a first. I, I'm I'm without words. I, I want whatever he's on. <laughs> That's some high-quality stuff. I, oh, I, man. I don't know. I mean, props to Bruce. I think he won that trade by a zillion D miles because, I mean, you've been listening to this podcast for like, you know, two seconds. You know my feelings about Tyler Lockett because I told you to trade him after week two because he's about to be garbage. Look at what he's been. Right. Basically, since so in two weeks, he had 278 yards, right? Fantastic. Yep. Awesome. Like number two overall. Since then, he's at 31, 24, 57, 35 yards. Guess what? Fast math says all of that is significantly less than 178. And that's in four games compared to just one. Yeah. So the fact that he's still wide receiver 25 in standard and 29 in PPR is just because he's living off the laurels of two games. He's a player that I remember we said it early on that he'll finish in the top 24, but you're going to hate yourself if he was on your team. Oh yeah. No, for sure. And I think here it was one of those things of that Kelton and Bruce were like, we got to shake things up. We're three and three. Um, you know, we're a wow. game out of this. It look for a lot of people, this is their first season in a dynasty league. And so it's a battle of attrition. And so we're really going to see not this next off season, but the year after that, where the growth of these groups are going to be. And so I feel like a lot of things we're making, <laughs> It's it's kind of like a GM for other teams. We're like, what are they doing? It's like they're probably going to be fired by the end of the year, and so they're playing with house money. But I don't think Kelton and Bruce are realizing that that you know they're going to have to live with this decision for the next two years, I mean, and they're not seeing. I it. I love the trade for Bruce. He got rugs in 2022. I mean, you know how I feel about Henry Ruggs, so well, as we'll talk about here in a second. But like, I, mean, I think he's got a shot to be just when you take the Mike take the Mike Williams route because all it takes is one offensive coordinator to get him in the right situation, and yeah. he can go crazy because he's got that untouchable speed. He's clearly the best wide receiver on that roster by far. It's just going to take scheming him the ball to make him actually go off. But I mean, I just there's I'm at a loss for words for Kelton. I'm, as his cousin, uh, I'm fine to see him start sucking because yeah. I'm going to just grind his team into the ground. I feel like you're being a but little rough whatever. on him. He he got Brandon yeah. Cooks. I understand Tyler Luckett's up and down, but, you know, first round picks are not always guaranteed to be terrific players. So the fact that he was able to get Brandon Cooks, who is a bona fide, you know, wide receiver two, potentially on the edge of wide receiver one, if he's able to get a quarterback that can throw consistently 
on a, a day in day out basis. I think Tyler Lockett's going to get back on pace once he gets um, Russell Wilson back in into the lineup. But like you said, it's it's very gambling going up and just, down. And then with Felton, it I, I feel like that's a that one, that, that's a grab for the future. I feel like that's a grab for the future. Yeah, I, I just feel like I would much rather have Henry Ruggs in a first because Henry Ruggs is 22. Brandon Cooks is 28. Tyler Lockett is 29. Demetri Felton is nobody cares because he's not going to be valid. So, I mean, I just feel like it was just a loss. But, I mean, who knows? I've, crazier things have happened. It's dynasty. Trading is in the eye of the beholder. So, more power to him. It's just I would have much rather had Ruggs in the first by a long shot. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of rugs, so let's move into our trade. Mm. Um, I'll I'll let you start. Uh, who are you wanting again exactly? <laughs> and and so now I'm re- saying you you already have them on the trade block. Come on, man. Yeah. So first off, I'll walk everyone through this process. Like I said, woke up Sunday morning because I was a backpacking backpacking through Arkansas. Glorious time by the by the way. Walked about 26 miles. It was fantastic. I, I concur. I, I highly recommend that. Um, but I, I saw my lineup and I was like, okay, cool. I need a running back because Latavius Murray's rolled out. Eckler and Dalvin Cook are on by, and I didn't have another person on my roster. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. I added Le'Veon Bell. I added Savon Ahmed. And I think I added Dante Pettis just for craps and giggles because I had space on my roster. But anyways, I was like, I, I got to do better than this. I, I'm going to see what I can do. So I originally sent multiple texts out. I tried to get Josh Jacobs from Taylor for a first, but he just wouldn't budge for some reason. What a turd, right? Tried to get Leonard Fournette back, whatever. Tried to trade Casey for Miles Sanders. Thank God that didn't happen. And I tried to trade, or I was looking at, I think Jance's trade for JD, or Jance's team for a trade for JD McKissick, possibly. It just didn't feel right. So I looked at your roster because you have multiple running backs that are, all are fine. And I was like, hey, man, what you want for Cordero Patterson? Started talking like, you know, the shady guy that has like the watches and the overcoat. And it's like, hey, man, you did. I got all these things. You, you want something? But we ended up <clears throat> settling on a trade at 11.57 before the game started. Of, we, 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 we cut it with so much time to spare. Yeah, no, I told my wife because we were driving back to Muskogee because we had a bunch of stuff to do. I was like, just so you know. Tell me when that clock says 11.58, because no matter what, what is happening, I'm making a decision at that exact moment. <laughs> 11.57, I looked at, looked at the thing. I was trying to get like a second round from you. No, third <laughs> round. No, next year's. No, I was like, fine, screw it. I'll just take Cordell Patterson. <laughs> so I traded Emmanuel Sanders and Henry Ruggs for Cordell Patterson, which, I mean, I'm okay with because I know I'm in a win now mode. <clears throat> and then... Yep. Henry Ruggs and Emmanuel Sanders on my roster where I have Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and even Marvin Jones, I would say, are above them. Yep. They're not really ever going to crack my lineup unless just disaster strikes. And disaster strikes, well, disaster struck anyways. So I acquired Cordell Patterson. It worked I, out. Scored a touchdown. Happy. I was I was happy with the trade because I feel like I sold high on a player that no one expected to, to do this, and I was able to get a good prospect out of Ruggs. Cause you've been preaching to me since the Gus Edward days. Love it. Uh, RIP. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope he gets, I hope he gets healthy. Poor guy. Um, sorry. Yeah, the, wife, that, the, wife, that the wife is cooking. There was some noise back there, but um, yeah, no, no, I was going to, I was going to say um, that, you know, being able to get the prospect of rugs, I think there's some depth there to be able to kind of 
figure out some things going on with the wide receivers because it looked like DJ Moore was going to be a solid, you know, uh, wide receiver one potential. Uh, and then everything's been going to kaput as of late with Sam Darnold, but we'll talk more about that later when we uh, discuss about their game. Uh, so I felt like, you know, Henry Ruggs has potential. He's 22, Cordell's 30, and then Emmanuel Sanders is insurance at this point. I mean, uh, it's it's just one of those things of Cordell Patterson's 30. He's probably valid for this year, potentially next year, out of yep. the absolute most. Yep. So you got a player that you can keep on your roster and Henry Ruggs for multiple years. And like I said, I mean, it was, it was a close deal. Like I, I, I like it because I got a running back that can fill my roster and maybe now I can flip for something or I can put him in my starting lineup over Calvin Ridley, which I currently do. And it kind of scares me. Yeah. Just a smidge. Um, okay. So that was all the trades that we had. Um, now you have a fun trivia question for me. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. I do. Hey, Taylor, I have a question for you. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> this one makes me happy too. Jamar Chase has 754 receiving yards on the year, which is the most receiving yards in the NFL history through their first seven games. Taylor, can you name the three other players who are on the list that are still active in the NFL? Okay. So when you mean list, is, are we talking like top 25? No. Like, so for instance, this is a tweet from, I think I'm just... Keith Cummings, I just, for some reason, I'm on a mind meld with him. Okay. He has a tweet that has, you know, most receiving yards the first seven games career. Jamar Chase, player, 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 player. Okay. 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 Three of them are still active. Okay. And I'll go ahead and give you <clears throat> the players who are on it who are not active. because Jamar Chase, 754. Anquan Bolden, 621. Marquez Colston, 577. Active player, active player, active player. Randy Moss, 541. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I don't think it was Justin Jefferson to the first seven games. Cause he had four, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is number six on the list with 563 okay. yards. Okay. Um, Deandre Hopkins. <clears throat> ah, dead gummit. Uh, Devonte Adams. <clears throat> Stephon he was garbage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stefan Diggs, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> hey. Number four with 573. You are lacking one more Alabama product who had 565 yards. Amari Cooper. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> that a boy. So just saying, this is a fun way for me to rub it in your face that Jamar Chase is just dominating the league as a rookie with 754 receiving yards through seven games. On my yeah. rosters. Hey, so that that, that means we're that much closer to fifteen hundred yards. Let's do the math real quick there. I mean, average because we have what ten more games left, right? The number two overall wide receiver in standard, the number three overall wide receiver in PPR. And everyone was losing their mind Ooh. in May when I was saying, "Yeah, I think he'll do five. He'll be. PPR, I mean, PPR five. Listen, it's just I don't care if I'm wrong. I don't care if I got like fifteen hundred burpees coming my way. I'm no. I'll do Thomas. them all with a. I'll do all joy in my heart knowing that he's on my roster forever. So he has 754, right? Uh huh. Okay. He's on pace for 1800 yards, by the way. <laughs> oh, buddy. Now we're talking. So he's, yeah. So he's got to average basically 75 yards the rest of the way to get to 1500. So I'm, I'm feeling That's, pretty good. And if he keeps it this clip, um, I, I feel like Josh Gordon's being 2, like, 2000. <laughs> I feel like Josh Gordon is somewhere going, hmm, yeah, 
he's he's got a ways to go. I, I had back to back two hundred yard games, so just saying. whatever. Yeah, but this guy's still in the league after you know seven games of playtime. Oh man, what could have been with Josh Gordon, man? I tell you what, that's crazy. What stuff could right have shows. All righty, so let's take a look at our records for the matchups real quick. So uh, as of right now, before the Monday night game between the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks, which, by the way, good luck to Dayton with that trade there, trading for the Saints. I think he's got like 10 points. He's leading by one, I think, in the Empire, I believe. So that's going to be interesting there. So if you're not really doing anything tonight, take a look at that. Um, But you're going to hear this on Tuesday, so I don't know why I just said that. (laughs) <laughs> take a look to that in the past all righty so uh the records right now for me hey i'm catching up all right so i am 10 and 3 for this week and jacob is 7 and 6 so i gained three games but i think i'm still behind by two because you had a five game lead as of right uh, now yes i still have a small lead on you at the current moment that's because right. i kind of you know i took the the chalk of kansas city who laid an egg yeah uh, yeah baltimore that, who the one that. time i spoke faith with the ravens <laughs> they crap on me which means i don't care who they play i'm probably not going to pick them to win out of spite oh and then, man i mean no that's karma that is karma <laughs> coming at you whatever philadelphia <laughs> let me down it's all right it's just a week you're like it's fine it's fine and then um but yeah and then and the gold mine game of the week was just gross like you said sam Darnold let me down he really did. And we'll talk more about that uh, when we do the recap. Um, let's get into the sleepers here. So we can run through those real quick. Yeah. So you, you had a, you had a, a good group going. Hey, it was hit or sure. miss. I'll, I'll run through. I mean, Carson Wentz was the number 12 quarterback, even in a monsoon. I think he's a buy low candidate, even though he's had, I think multiple touchdown passes four games in a row. I think he's still a buy low because no one likes the name Carson Wentz. Miles Sanders got injured in the first half. J.D. McKissick was number 28 option. Brandon Cooks was gross. Tim Patrick was also gross. Uh, but Zach Ertz, number five overall tight end. Thank you to that 47-yard catch and run TD. And then Philadelphia crapped the bed, like I said. So it was, eh, could have done worse. Yeah. Um, so for two of mine, they're playing tonight. We have uh, Jameis Winston's and Marquez Callaway. Uh, Jamal Williams was just gross uh, with the Lions. Uh, that that stinks. Um, and then uh, Janu Smith was uh, the 17th tight end. And then for the Raiders defense, they were 15th and now number two in the AFC. <laughs> I, that's, uh, I just, I can't, I can't, I'm going to go full-blown white girl and I can't even with that. It's, it's interesting because it's, it's fun right now because we're in the middle of October. You have the World Series um, starting tomorrow, which will be the day that you're listening to this on Tuesday. Basketball's in full swing. Hockey's in full swing. College football is just all over the place. Uh, it's it's a great time to be a sports fan, uh, wherever you're at. Um, and especially with the NFL right now, adding some parity for now. For now. they We haven't even hit the midway point. So everyone just chill out, but it's still fun to fun to talk about. The Tennessee Titans came out of nowhere. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit later uh, when we come back from the break, why uh, there is a comparison between Mike Myers from Halloween and Patrick Mahomes. And with oh, that, I'm we're going to go to a quick commercial break and, and a happy early Halloween to everybody. I'm feeling very spooky right now. Jamar Chase kicking everybody in their face. Ah. <laughs> 
And welcome back. Yes, Jamar Chase still had a terrific game. Yeah, I think he just caught another touchdown, actually. <laughs> He's thinking about it. <laughs> Jamar Chase. I mean, I Jamar Chase. <laughs> Dave Matthews somewhere is shedding a tear. <laughs> That's fine. He can cram it in his crammer. I'm stoked. <laughs> All righty. So let's get into the week, starting with the Thursday night game. Uh, that was just atrocious, but I'm glad right. I couldn't watch it. I'm glad um, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had things to do. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. We had the Denver Broncos taking on the Cleveland Browns. We're just completely decimated. No Baker Mayfield, no Kareem Hunt, no Nick Chubb, no... Oh, well, wait, Jarvis Landry was back. Um, but yeah, so this uh, little fella named uh, Dearness Johnston came out, had 22 carries, 146 yards, and a mm. touchdown. Two catches for 22 yards. That's just unacceptable, especially when you have a player of the caliber of Von Miller coming out saying that he's going to he's gonna kill him. I don't even know who the tackle is. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to win it for my team. You almost did, but when you're opposing running back who uh, wasn't even on the, uh, the, three, he, the three team, you know, three so deep running back I chart rushes, rushes for 146 just, yards, that's insane. It's just, and plus, like, I think they're missing two of their starting offensive linemen. So, I mean, I think what you know the three and Denver Broncos that we saw are kind of following the same model of the three and Carolina Panthers that we saw. They kind of suck. I think they just had really good, really easy matchups as as the year started off. Other than the Raiders, they did you know, or not the Raiders, the Panthers. Sorry. Anyways, I'm tired. But and otherwise, from this game, I mean, I don't think there's anything really to talk about. The Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, still pretty much a dead even split. Yeah, Javante Williams had more receptions this game, but like there's nothing that separated them, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it was it was one of those things of that you're just you're happy football's on, but you're just like, wow, what's really going on? And people are talking about Case Keenum showing something mm-hmm. like, look, if he ends up starting against the Steelers, we'll see what's happening with TJ Watt. And yeah, I understand, but Kevin Stefanski's got good game planning. That 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 was a that was Kevin Stefanski out coaching Vic Fangio. Nothing less, nothing more on a, on a three day uh, week for sure. And moving in from one crazy game, then it was kind of yeah to another. Uh, the New England Patriots against the Jets, fifty four to thirteen. Uh, more of the Brutal. same for the uh, the New York Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson had to lead the game early. He was six of 10 for 51 yards. Uh, Mac Jones uh, was uh, less Mac and more uh, Mac-tastic. I'll say more like attack. I don't know. Yeah, the marvelous Jones. I don't know. Or, or to quote the kids these days, it looked like Mac Jones really smacked. Ha! <laughs> he, <laughs> was, uh, he was 24 36, 307, two touchdowns. Um, yeah, a little bit higher than his usual. And then, uh, Damian Harris, 14 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. So, uh, and, and then Bolden two carries, and then he had six catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. I guess there was a wheel route. There's a little hot route getting in there. Yeah. And then, it's, it's... uh, JJ Taylor. I didn't, I didn't even know he was on the depth chart. Yep. All three of those guys finished his top 15 running backs this week. I think for Damian Harris, it's just a vote in his confidence. Yes, I know it was the Jets. Yes, I know they sucked. And yes, I know they hung 50 points on them. But I just think it's one of those things of this offense kind of rolls with Damian Harris and how he goes. And if he sucks, then they're just going to ship in uh, Brandon Bolden. 
to be the receiving downs guy. Other than that, I mean, there's nothing from this game. I think of any import. It was just, it just kind of happened, you know, Corey Davis showed sign of life, but even that I think is fluky. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm uh, wondering about consist consistency wise is Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne has had double digit uh, scoring games the last two weeks. Do you see that continuing or do you think it's going to start to trend down again? No, I mean, last week he had one catch on two targets for a 75 yard touchdown. This week was four for 68, which is much better, but I just, you stay away from this passing attack until you see it happen, you know, without a fluky thing, like, yeah, he's had back to back, but at the same time, one of them was a 75 yard touchdown, which is, you know, unless you're Jamar chase, it's a pretty rare occurrence. Woohoo! Geno Smith passed touchdown to uh, DK Metcalf for 84 yards. Let's go. <laughs> Let's okay. go. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So next game, Cincinnati Bengals blew out the uh, Baltimore Ravens. You know, it was close the first half, and then they uh, they, they blew the doors off. My God. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, being Burrow with the EAUX. Uh, I was shocked that the LSU band wasn't out there playing. Um, <laughs> it was 23 of 38. 416, three touchdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in the backfield, we had a pretty even uh, split between uh, P. Ryan and Mixon, a couple of good Sooners. Uh, 11 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown for uh, Samaj P. Ryan. And then Joe Mixon, 12 carries, 59 yards and a touchdown also. Then the man of the hour, Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. eight catches, 201 mm-hmm. and a touchdown. And then Tyler Higgins had a game high 15 targets, seven T, catches. T Higgins. Sorry, T Higgins. Uh, he had seven catches for 62 yards. Yeah, I mean, that was a crazy just, game, man. I, I kind of think this is just a, a dominance establishing move. Like, I know this is, it might be a little premature, but I think Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and like and Joe Burrow and company on this one were just out to prove a point. I didn't get to watch the game, but I mean, seeing that Lamar Jackson was 15 of 31, horrible completion percentage, by the way, just saying. And the fact that 8.8 of his fantasy points came from rushing yards means as a passer, he got you a whopping 15 points. And he, I, once again, I will state, I was not able to watch the game due to us not having a sponsorship or something from DirecTV. Hey, if we're you not know there yet, from, but we'll get there. If you know someone from DirecTV, tell them you know some mildly mediocre fantasy people who need TV. But anyways. Or maybe like a VPN password, like that would work too for like region free stuff. I'm just saying. (laughs) But just seeing that, you know, Marquise Brown had five catches on 14 targets, that Rashad Bateman had three catches on six targets, and that Mark Andrews was three catches on seven targets. That just says that today he was in, just Lamar Jackson was inaccurate, and that's what crapped his team. Because there's nothing, I don't think there's any way that you can avoid that conversation and that topic because if he's missing receivers as often as, you know, five catch, you know, 14 targets, but he only had five catches. That's a negative nine. I don't, I feel like that's, that's injuring your team more than it's helping it. I've already sang the song of Jamar chase multiple times. I mean, I'm happy. CJ Uzama, by the way, he's just a, a dart throw any week. He can score a touchdown. I don't yeah, expect it to be speaking of tight ends, three catches, 91 yards and two TDs just out of nowhere. All righty, so moving into our next game here, we have the New York Giants playing the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I was so disappointed in Sam Darnold. I thought Such they had turned. Such a bad game. Yeah. Such a bad game. The uh, the Giants, very uh, Jekyll, Mr. Hyde going on. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing kind of going on here. And it's uh, 
it's very concerning to me, uh, especially with the fact that they're going to be playing the Chiefs soon. And I'll, I'll get in that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, so the Giants went 25 to three. Daniel Jones continuing to seem to keep this ship afloat. Um, 23 of 33, 203, a touchdown, eight carries for 28 yards, and he had a reception for 16 yards. So uh, a little bit of do it all. Definitely trying to lead this Giants team and uh, well-deserved victory number two in week seven. So they're now two and five. Um, Just, I, I, I don't know if there's anything of note to talk about from this game. Cause I mean, like from Carolina, you just kind of throw, I think you throw it out. I mean, Chuba Hubbard, he had 12 carries for 28 yards, but he still had four catches for 28 in PPR leagues. I mean, that's, that's helping you out. I mean, he didn't crap your team. You didn't feel good, but at the same time, he still didn't take a you know massive steamer on you. Then DJ Moore, I mean, he's always going to get his. You just don't even blink when you start his. I think, and even Dante Pettis, like he had five catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. What's going to happen whenever that's a healthy receiving core? I think he just falls back by the wayside. I mean, like I said, I just, I don't see any real validity or any like relevant thing for conversation with this game because it's just, it was just a bad game. It was gross. And with that, we'll move on from one gross game to the next, which was supposed to be the premier matchup. You had the oh. Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans blew the doors off the Kansas City Chiefs, 27 to 3. Man. Patrick Mahomes, 20 of 35, 206 in an interception. He had six carries for 35 yards and a fumble. Um, so here's the thing with the Chiefs. I, I had teased this at the end before we went to commercial break about Patrick Mahomes being similar to Mike Myers. And the reason I say that is because Patrick Mahomes is the boogeyman. Everyone on every single news television station today was talking about, oh, they're done. His, um, you know, turnover ratio from college is showing up and it's creeping back in and Andy Reid is washed up and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, it's like in every slasher thick. When you think that the guy is dead, I finally killed him. He's not. He's dead. He pulls out the knife and just starts stabbing everybody. And that is Patrick Mahomes. He is literally the boogeyman. Do not count this dude out. This guy is the, he is the bee's knees. He is the QB to have. I know he played like crap, but he is the boogeyman. They're going to write this ship and they're going to get into the playoffs. It's just like Aaron Rodgers a few years ago when they were three and six or four and six. And he's like, we're going to win every other, you know, we're going to win the rest of our games again in the playoffs. And they went to the NFC championship game that, I mean, that's probably what Patrick Mahomes is saying. He's like, I am the dude that signed for 450 million. Do not tell me. I don't know how to throw throw a dad gum football. We're going to get it right. And we're going to get into the playoffs. It is. It is still concerning though. Like obviously we're spending a lot of time on the chiefs. I'll just quickly run down the Tennessee Titans. <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill, solid game, nothing spectacular. Derrick Henry, why didn't you do this last week? And I would have won him against Austin instead of lose by 30. Instead, you went off for 40 against me and only 15 this week. I hate you. Yeah, he had a but, very quiet game for him. <laughs> I mean, tw- yeah, a mere 29 carries for 86 yards, whatever. AJ Brown is still high, though. <laughs> AJ Brown is still back and rolling. I think he's never weak starter. But anyways, jumping back across to the Chiefs, I do think it's kind of start time to get a little concerned with the offense as a whole because – they haven't looked good in what for the past seven games. Yeah. I would argue they've kind of been down. Like it's just one of those things like Tyree kill. Yes. He is still a top five wide receiver. 
down game. He's just relying on that one big play, I feel like, for the past couple of weeks. Obviously, that's kind of his MO, but still, you know, I think Travis Kelsey, he's kind of down week, down week but it all revolves around Pat Mahomes. I think Andy Reid's going to have to kind of reinvent this offense to get Pat Mahomes in more spaces just to try to change things off. And I think Pat Mahomes is going to have to kind of go back to his baseline of, okay, I have to set my feet and make the throw. Yep. Set my feet, make the throw, make sure my shoulders are right, make sure my arm angle is right, because it's games like, you know, the next game that they play whenever they uh, <clears throat> whenever they go up against the Giants, that's your get-right game. That's the game where you throw for 400-plus yards and four touchdowns because you go back to the fundamentals. But don't freak out. If you're a dynasty manager trying to acquire a chief, now is the time to do it. Go for it. All righty, and moving into a game that I know that Jacob wants to park on for a little bit, the Falcons versus the Dolphins. The Falcons ended up winning the game 30-28. to Jacob, take it away, my friend. I just want to park on the fact that, so I'll talk about Atlanta. Yes, my Dolphins should have, they were up 20-27, whatever. It's the Falcons, I have more faith in them than Miami right now. But it's with Calvin Ridley. I mean, listen, everybody, I want you to just sit down. I want you to grab your eardrum, and I want you to say this with me. Fusa. Take a breath, everybody. It'll be Gucci, all right? Fusa. Because he's had – listen, he's had over 10 targets in every single game except for one. I And while I think the development of Kyle Pitts is definitely concerning, I think it's just, it's just a matter of one team finding one way to get rid of Kyle Pitts, and then it's Calvin Ridley. I do think that this is now a 1A, 1B situation – where Calvin Ridley and Cal Pitts are on even footing, but you're still trying to start Calvin Ridley every single week if you can. You're still trying to acquire him because it, it is coming, okay? This breakout is on its way, and it's going to be massive, and it's going to be fantastic to behold. Don't give up. Try to acquire him if someone else has him because they probably gave up, but it's okay. Yeah, and then on the Dolphin side, I mean, Miles Gaskin, uh, he's he's been very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Uh, he had 17 points. He had 15 carries for 67 yards. He had four catches for 10 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then Tua Tungvaloa had a very Ooh. respectable game, 32 of 40, 291, four touchdowns. He did have the two interceptions, but he had four carries for 29 yards. He had 28 points in our Empire League. Um, Jacob, I mean, do you see this – role continuing with Tua do you feel like this was a moral victory for the Dolphins or do you think this is the the nail in the coffin and Deshaun Watson will be coming in to the picture I mean I, I know, pray to I, God I that he doesn't this is a sore spot for me okay this is a sore spot for me because I don't want them to trade too much for Deshaun Watson yes it'd be amazing but they're gonna have to overpay unless they count Tua as two first round picks but anyways <clears throat> I saw a tweet from someone and I'm sorry I can't remember uh, who actually tweeted this out but I believe that last, I think the past three games, the Dolphins have had a 71% pass ratio compared to running the ball only 29%. And I feel like a little bit of it is they're showcasing to it because there's been more than just the Sean Watson rumors. Okay. They've been talking about potentially sending him to the football team, potentially the, the Broncos here and there. And it's kind of popped up. So while I don't think they're just trying to showcase him, I really think that it's just one of those things of, they don't know what to do with him because he's good, but yet he still makes crap throws. I mean, he still has those two INTs. One of them was just boneheaded. Like it was just, you didn't see the guys like the linebacker standing there, like genuinely come on. So I'm, I'm not, I don't know. And miles Gaskin, I don't know, flip a quarter. If you're going to start him based off of his history is you don't start him. He scores a touchdown. 
You do start him. He touches the ball twice. So next up means he's probably touching the ball twice. Even though Malcolm Brown did go, go on IR because of an injury, I personally still would stay away. And moving into our next game, the Green Bay Packers beat the Washington football team 24 to 10. Aaron Rodgers had a pretty quiet day, 27 to 35, 274, three touchdowns. Um, Devontae Adams, who just went on the COVID-19 list, had six catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Lazar had five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a really good game, seven catches for 122 yards. He had 12, uh, the team high 12 targets. And then the tight ends, Robert Tunyon had four catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. And then Ricky Seals Jones had six catches for 51 yards. Um, Jacob, do you see, I, I mean, Tyler Henneke or sorry, Taylor Henneke Heineke played fairly well. I mean, his consistency has got to get better. Do you think they're going to be able to get to Fitzpatrick or do you think they're going to try to make a splash and make a trade? I don't know because they're two and five. So, I mean, if their defense was looking good and they're just lost by like, you know, three, three to seven points every game, I think they might swing something. But the fact that their defense just, this is the first time they've actually showed some signs of life. Okay. Like all season, it still concerns me, but I just, I don't think they're going to make a trade because if they lose next week, they're two and six and they, they're basically, they're basically in a downward spiral and they're just going to hope that when Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back, that he brings some of that chest hair magic that he so eloquently does back to their team and just bring them back some relevance. But that defense is still just a struggle point for me. By the way, quick note uh, for Taylor, uh, Taylor Heineke's uh, stats. He was 25 of 37, 268, one touchdown, one pick. He also had 10 carries for 95 yards, but he also had a fumble. All right, so moving into our next game, it was a revenge game. We had Matthew Stafford in the Los Angeles Rams taking on the um, fighting Detroit Lions. In Listen, Jared the Rams were down at one point in time. Was it like 19 yep. to nothing? So it it's – and yeah. listen, Dan Campbell is a man with no fear. He freaking he onside really kicks and a fake punt <laughs> right out of the gate. I'm like, bro, you're. I respect you. You're pulling out all the stops. The, uh, the, the stones to... this dude has. That was uh, that was four large venties on both sides. <laughs> He's in full DGAF mode. He wants a win, and that's all he cares about. And I honestly don't blame him because, like I said, they were up 19 to nothing. But then the Rams like were like, oh, wait, we're the Rams. Got it. Yep. And then Cooper Cup. Holy cow. This dude is on a tear. 10 catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Do you know that you could add a touchdown to to every single one of Jamar Chase's games and he still would be behind Cooper Cup's total fantasy points? That's absurd. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's absurd. He's he's the Stefan Diggs of last year. Yes, I'm, I'm not it's, salty about that at all. Not at all. But for <sighs> this game, I mean, DeAndre Swift did DeAndre Swift things. I mean, it's not pretty, but I think he's the James Robinson of this year. Just we kind of expected it from this guy. I mean, he had 13 carries for 48 yards, but his big, you know, big calling card is eight catches for 96 yards at a touchdown. You're not going to get it from the ground from DeAndre Swift, okay? The Lions, they suck. They're going to be playing from catch up the whole time. That's where he's going to make his hay. You just keep starting him. Don't even worry about it. I mean, like I said, he's the number three overall running back. Then you flip over to Daryl Henderson. 
people are freaking out. They're like, is this the downfall? I'm like, screw that. He literally had 18 of the 20 total running back touches for the Rams, okay? Yeah, it was a down game. He's human. This crap happens, okay? Move on. Keep starting him as an every week rock solid starter. And speaking of moving on, we're moving on to the next game. We have the Las Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas. Love that town. Las Vegas Raiders winning 33 to 22 against the Philadelphia Idols. Derek Carr had himself a pretty good game 31 to 34, 323, two touchdowns. Uh, And then uh, the running backs, Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs, um, combined for 20 carries. Uh, I can't do the math. Anyways. 98 yards, 98 yeah. yards, two touchdowns, six catches, and 49 total receiving yards. Josh Jacobs did get injured. And sorry if you're squeaking. That's my dog with a toy. He's very occupied and happy right now. But I mean, Josh Jacobs did get injured. So I think he was on en route for a much bigger day until that happened. So it kind of is what it is. Say, hey, Taylor, you see my dog right here? See, look, he's Aww, got a toy. That's so that's what you're going to hear momentarily. <laughs> You're the cute puppy. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Dallas Goddard, of course, did Dallas Goddard things, being extremely efficient. Three three catches, 70 yards, and he had a two-point conversion. And then Monroe, Foster Monroe, had 18 points. He was six no. of six, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he is. You know why? Because I freaking picked him up in Empire because I noticed Darren was out and slid him right in my lineup like a boss. Mainly it was because he's the only guy who was available, but that's beside the point. Okay. Don't judge me for it. And moving into the next game. So the Arizona Cardinals beat the uh, Houston Texans 31 to five. Do we really need to talk about this? I mean, uh, is the Cardinals just once again, dominating and Oh yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones and uh, who's the other fella that's returning from injury list to the seven and O Cardinals. That, that NFC West is a beast. Arizona Cardinals are 7-0. and Los Angeles Rams are 6-1. and And then Seattle and, and the 49ers are just back there trying to fight to stay afloat. It's, it's a I, think, I think the only name, nameful thing from this game is DeAndre Hopkins back on top of nine targets. Sweet and merciful God, I was getting nervous. But I think the biggest <laughs> sticking point is Zach Ertz. I think he is going to have a role going forward. I think he is a very oh, yeah. startable asset. I think if he's on your waiver wire, yes, I know you're listening to this. You know, wait, no, waivers haven't run yet. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Pick him up. If he is, if you see Zach Ertz, put him on the list. All the fab. All the fab. All the fa- Not all the fab. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just like 10% of your budget. <laughs> Although, I, here's a general rule of thumb. Whenever you're putting fab on a player, ask yourself, if I lost a player, even though I put in this amount, would I be upset? If the answer is... Uh, no, you're good. If the answer is yes, you got to go up. <laughs> All righty. So moving from one blowout to the next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning 38 to three against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, quiet game, 20 to 36, 211, four touchdowns. In the first um, half. Leonard Fournette, uh, once again, being consistent. Uh, Lombardi Lenny looking really good right now. 15 Told carries, you. 81 yards, and a touchdown, and two catches for nine yards. And then the man of the hour, or the men of the hour, Mike Evans, six catches for 76 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he killed both of us. Uh, and then uh, Chris Godwin. 
eight catches off of a team high 11 targets for 111 yards and a touchdown. It was like those dudes were playing handoff with the football, uh, especially with Antonio Brown out. You could definitely tell where, and, oh yeah, and Gronk out. So you mm-hmm. have Gronk and Antonio Brown out. You could definitely tell, oh yeah, they have a lot of talent and depth on this team. Yeah, they're really good. I, th- I think on the Bears side, if they're you're a Bear fan. On, on defense. And shut up. You're no stop. <laughs> anyway, they played Tampa Bay and their offense sucks chunks. Justin Fields had three INTs and two fumbles. Okay, it's five turnovers from one bro. So that didn't help the defense at all. But I think if you're a Bears fan, Justin Fields, you just ride this year out. You let him take his lumps and hope he's better next year and hope that you have a new play caller, aka that Matt Nagy gets fired. But I think a big story here is Khalil Herbert. I think even whenever David Montgomery comes back, he's going to have a role because he put up 18 for 100 with five catches for 33 yards. So I think he's a good good asset going forward, especially if you're David Montgomery manager. Why, Allen Robinson? Why? <laughs> Just drop him. Why do you continue to taunt me? In non-dynasty leagues, drop him and make someone else hurt. <sighs> he's taunting me. Because you know if someone sees them on the waiver wire, they're going to pick them up. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, And then the uh, last game that we're going to discuss this evening was the Sunday night game. The Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz beat the San Francisco 49ers 30-18. to Jacob, what's happened to this 49ers team? And is, is the Colts... Are they getting on a little bit of a roll here? Three and four, they they could potentially get into that uh, they got you know, wild healthy. card spot. Yeah, they did get they healthy got, real They quick. got Quentin Nelson <laughs> back, okay? That's yeah. that's the biggest thing for them. I, I think Carson Wentz, he's doing what he's asked of. And remind, remember, this game was in an absolute monsoon, so the quarterback numbers, take it with a grain of salt. Yep. Okay, even though Carson Wentz had a decent game, and he only had 150 yards and two touchdowns, okay? This game was absolutely crazy. The only thing I think you can really look at and – you know, take stock in are the running back numbers like Jonathan Taylor and Elijah Mitchell both ran for 18 for 107 and a touchdown. I think they're both weekly starters. I think Elijah Mitchell's pushing Trey Sermon into the dirt and saying, this is my town now. Um, I think, and then other than that, I mean, you're still starting Debo Samuel, but I think I'm trading Debo Samuel right now in redraft and getting what I can because when the second Trey Lance takes over, this team could be entirely different. And that makes me nervous. Although Michael Pittman, I ain't trading him worth Jack because homeboy went four for one of five and a touchdown. I really think this is kind of like we were talking about in the preseason, mainly me because I love him. Unfortunately, I traded him for Justin Herbert, but it worked out, but it's one of those things that I think he's finally getting that alpha role. I think he's getting the targets. I think he's getting the look and the trust of the coaching staff. If you can, you start him and you'd be happy with life. Yeah, no, I I mean, the Colts are getting healthy. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And, yeah, I think Michael Pittman is uh, solidifying himself as the number one wide receiver, not only for the Colts, but also potentially being on the edge of being a wide receiver one in fantasy, in my opinion. In, in some dynasty leagues, yes. I can definitely see him, If depending on how this year goes, I think I would probably rank him as like a top 15-ish dynasty asset, depending on. How the rest of the season goes. I'm not ready to say that just yet, but I can see the thought process and I can see where it's leading. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with our week seven recap of games. Was there something else that we were supposed to mention? We already talked about the the Deshaun Watson stuff. Was there? I mean, 
Deshaun Watson, if he gets traded between tonight and tomorrow, I will either cry or cry because if he gets traded right now, listen, the only reason why he's not playing is because the Texans aren't playing him. There is nothing legally that says Deshaun Watson cannot play right now. So if he gets traded, which I'm starting to believe that he will, because there's too much smoke around this, you know, around the situation to say that if he does get traded to the Panthers, to Denver, to Miami, they're going to play him right out of the gate because there's nothing in the NFL bylaws currently that is saying that he cannot play. He has been accused, but not indicted. He has not been actually convicted. Basically right now it's all hearsay. That's I'm not a lawyer. I do healthcare. So that's about my extent of the knowledge of the law, but if he gets traded to a team, he's going to play. So it might be worth a $1 or a $0 bid to add to your fantasy team because you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we would just like to say thank you. Thank you for everyone that's been listening to us. Please rate and review and subscribe wherever you may be listening to us, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Now, Jacob, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can send us a Sopapia freaking cheesecake recipe, <laughs> either through Twitter and or email. Please. Listen, the salt is getting real because we need it, but you can contact us at misfit underscore FF on Twitter where, you know, you can send me all of your hate mail or send me all of your Jamar Chase love, whatever you want to do, or a Sopapia cheesecake recipe, dang it. Or I'm, if it's a I'm family I'm going to need it recipe. with all these uh, two and six teams I have. I, I know. Or you can send us an email with the family recipe at v.misfit.ff at gmail.com. Also, Taylor, how's the weather in your neck of the woods? Up here, it was a balmy 60 with a low in the 40s. I mean, it was great. That's (laughs) nice. Um, I I went for a jog earlier and it was like 78. So it's feeling good, but it's still still fairly warm. It's 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 yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's light jacket weather season down here. Uh, that that's about it in the morning, just because I, I like to wear a light jacket, just to I, I feel you're comforted, st- you know. You're you're still in summer wear, baby. Just wait oh, till yeah. you hit the 60s and 40s. I'm about to start shifting into light jacket weather because I can't sleep. I can't wear jackets unless it's cold. Right? Are you, are you gonna are you gonna go full cardigan soon? Oh no, baby! Listen, I'm just one of those. <laughs> you just throw on some t-shirt and just like a light athletic jacket to be comfortable. Oh look, it's a dog again. No, wow, another baby. dog. But anyways. I'm, I'm still in full-blown comfort mode. All righty. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we say goodbye for now for episode 48, but we'll see you on Thursday to talk about our week eight matchup, sleeper picks, and maybe a few other things. You never know. All righty. Talk to y'all later. Come on, Chief. Ah! Bye. Bye.